Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. Enjoying the podcast? Support our podcast with a small monthly donation to support future episodes. Click the Support This Podcast link in our show notes now. We appreciate your support. It is essential to our success. Thank you so much for listening. Now, back to the show. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week. I'm Alicia. And welcome to another episode of Tea Over Interiors. Today, we are going to be discussing what is best, a porch, patio, or a deck. Which one of these upgrades is best for your home? We're going to talk about them and help you decide. But before we get to that, Alicia, I need to know, girl, what you sipping on? I'm having a good old-fashioned chai latte. Oh, those are my favorite. They're good with a little bit of a frothiness. I have a little cinnamon in mine, and it's a green chai latte. It's really good. That's what I think. I think it's good all the time also. Recently, I was in Winter Park, Florida, and I stopped into the Spice and Tea Exchange. They said that they have one in Jersey. Have you ever seen it, Alicia? No, but I've been to the one in Winter Park, actually. Oh, I love Winter love Park. Love it there. Me too. Did we talk about that? I don't think we've ever talked about it before. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. So I went to the Spice and Tea Exchange, and I made some videos, so I'm going to be posting those. I purchased a Immunity Boost sampler, but I'm having today. It is called the Ginseng Hippie Herbal Tea. It says... This herbal blend gets its depth from a variety of distinctive roots while the ginseng and mint create a refreshing cup of tea. Crisp, bittersweet, and earthy. And yes, it does have like this earthy appeal to it. It is very delicious. That's what I'm having today. So let's move on to our topic, Alicia. Let's go ahead and talk about deck, patio, or porch. Which upgrade is going to work best for your outdoor space? What you can consider, and I guess we'll go through some of the pros and cons. Before we actually jump in, I just want to define some of these things because I'm not sure if people know the difference between a deck, a patio, or a porch. So a deck, according to the dictionary, it's a open platform without a roof that extends from a house. A patio is a paved area that is situated directly on the ground and can be detached or attached to a house. And a porch is a covered shelter projecting from an entryway, such as a front door or a back door. Those are the definitions so that you know these are the parameters we're going to be working in. So let's take the first one and we'll move to the next one. So let's talk about decks, Alicia. Thoughts? Well, I just think that it's very important for people to decide if their their landscape is good for a deck. If you have a very uneven surface, then decks are wonderful in your outdoor area because they can tear very nicely. You can also tear up 
a patio, but it's a lot more work and excavation and retaining walls, and it's just a lot. So if you have an even surface or a hill or some type of a slope, then you really, really like to put something that will lend itself to that structure, that area. So I love a deck. I think it's wonderful. The maintenance of a deck is typically a lot because you have to make sure that you power wash it. Even if you make it out of a composite material as opposed to a treated wood. And if it's treated wood, it needs to be stained or finished regularly. Probably only a good two to three years, five years max, depending on the material. You really have to take care of it. It needs to at least be power washed, especially if you have a lot of trees around it. So there are benefits to a deck, but you kind of want to make a decision about whether or not a deck is best for you based on your landscape. You definitely need to consider and weigh the pros and cons and what works best for your budget. But decks are great because once you sell your home, they say if it's professionally done, between 70 and 76% of the cost that you spent to create this deck, people really love to see a deck. It adds square footage to the home. It has perceived value. You have outdoor dining throughout the year if you like, depending on the weather, where you live. You can also have an outdoor fireplace. You can have a hot tub. You can make all these different considerations. But when you are thinking about it at first, you should think about what you want to use your deck primarily for. So that way, when you have it built, it can be built to the specification of that whatever weight you intend to put on it. And, you know, decks can be made in several tiers depending on your backyard. You know, some people have a high deck, low deck, decks off of the bedroom. So you could do a lot with a deck and it does beautify the back of your house. So funny because I wanted to do an episode about beautifying the back of your home because living in New York, it's weird. A lot of times you see back of houses on the street, you know, you don't always see the front of the houses. A lot of times, like you'll see on one side of the street is the front of the houses. Then across the street, you see back of houses. That's how it was when I grew up. And some of these places are not so nice to look at. So I want to talk about how to beautify the back. But beautifying the back of your house with a deck is a really nice idea. And like I said, you can increase the square footage, have a nice place to relax, to grill, etc. And they do last pretty long depending on how you maintain it and the materials that you use for it. Okay. So let's talk about patios, Alicia. I love them. I just had one done this year in my own house, but you really need a level surface or you're going to spend a lot of money in excavation. So Mm -hmm. if it's not so very, very level or close to really level, you really probably want to think about how much money you want to spend on it. They're typically very durable. Once you ascertain that that's the way to go, you can do it in concrete. You could do it in pavers or brick. And so you can create a very nice, durable surface for years to come i absolutely love a patio yeah and you could use those paving stones get really creative with the patterns and just really create that wow factor right in the backyard there are some downsides to it so you have to know that they do also require maintenance but they will last a long time typically more than the decks but once again it's all in what the materials are and how well you take care of your deck but 
a patio has an average of 25 years or more. So if you're looking for something that is going to have longevity, that's really good. Also, you have to be mindful of the climate or the weather. If you have a patio, extreme weather will lessen its durability because it can crack. Also, concrete stains. So traditional pavers or bricks are very porous materials and they will soak up pigments from spilled liquids and even the leaves and cause some discoloration. Yeah, once they get wet. That's right, especially on concrete. Mold and mildew, patio materials typically hold in moisture, so they create a perfect environment for mold and mildew. So power washing is very typical. You will have to do that with your pavers or your pavers. Yes, great. You know, the good thing about patios are they are less expensive compared to decks and there's less maintenance. You also have the benefit of more privacy because they're lower to the ground. They come right off the house typically. You know, it depends on your situation. So, you know, if you're trying to hide from neighbors or whatever, you know, you got to just look at your surroundings and figure out which one is going to work best for you. So let's talk about my favorite. I saved this one for last because my favorite structure happens to be a porch. So... What do you say about porches? You know I love a porch, whether it's open or closed. Or screened, uh uh-huh. Yeah, it can be screened or it could be even glassed in. Like some people have porches, but they really enclose them because they want to make sure that they can cool the porch too. An outdoor porch or a, a porch that either has screens or is completely open. It's so charming, especially if it has enough space. If it's expansive enough or a wraparound porch, there's nothing like a Victorian with a wraparound porch. Do you love that? I love it so much. No, I do. I love a wraparound porch. Oh my gosh. I could just see rocking chairs and I could see iced tea and I just feel the breeze immediately. You know, I was, like I said, I I spend a lot of time in Florida, right? Because that's like my second home. And, you know, they do nothing but screened in porches. And I love that indoor outdoor feel. Like it's like, I'm outside, but I'm protected from the sun and some of the mosquitoes, you know, most of the bugs, right? I'm protected from most of the bugs. So I can sit out here and I could relax and do whatever. And, you know, a lot of times people will add ceiling fans outside to get the air circulating. If it's a covered porch or covered air, right. I think you're talking about with rocking chairs and real charm. They're really nice. They're just fantastic. And they're so charming. I just came back when you were in florida i was in charlotte the charlotte airport there are all these white rocking chairs as you come out through through the gates and there's you want to talk about charm and just that whole feeling so when i think about porches that's what i think about like how you can furnish it all of them i think about how you can furnish them yeah obviously the the furnishings are different for those that are protected and enclosed and those that are outside in the elements. So the value that a porch can add. Resale value of patio is about 50%. You said deck is almost 100? It's 70 to 76%. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Porches, they give the benefit of an approved curb appeal. We were talking about that last time, right? Curb appeal looks really nice when you have a nice porch because you're able to create that entrance and welcome space to your guests. And also you're able to enjoy your outdoors if it's a front porch then the increased property value it's also there i couldn't find information about how much value it can add 
I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. And my brother is a realtor. So I'm going to double check with him and ask him if he has a figure. Because, you know, realtors have all that kind of information. I think it's also, I mean, it's an outside structure, a porch. But if it's attached to the house, I think depending on where you live, it may require a city approval. What do you call those? Oh, a permit? Thank you. Yeah. So my brain is a little fried. So that's important to understand, too. It's part of your initial investment. You have to make a decision on that because it really is, if it's not existing and you're adding it to the house, you may have to figure on the setback, whether or not you can add a porch if you do not have enough space between sidewall and the front of the house. That's a little trickier, the whole porch thing. It's a real different animal. If you're lucky enough to find a home or enough land, we're talking about upgrades, right? So yeah. I usually just restrict that conversation to patios and deck because porches are either designed as part of the house when the house it is built, but I've known people to add porches, definitely, if they have enough land. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, because sometimes, you know, the home is not even the style of home that would lend to a porch. But sometimes when people redo houses, they create that porch. I don't know if you remember the house that we staged out here. I do. And do you remember the original structure and then how they made it a two-tier structure and they added the porch, right? So they were able to add that porch there. And it just gives it a different feel. And plus, it, it keeps you dry. And when you're in elements and you're trying to get, like, the keys, right? I would think it's kind of weird to walk up to the house and there's no kind of... Covering, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, like, weird to me. My house, when I grew up, actually... Did not have a porch. While we certainly had enough room, my mom used to call it a porch. I guess it was a porch. It was inside. And when you came through the front door, this is where you landed for. It's not, it wasn't a mud room. It was actually like a, a room, you know, and it had French doors that led into the living room. What do you oh, call them? Nice. What are those? Uh, those? That's an indoor porch. It's covered with the roof and everything. It's so hard right. to explain. Most people put like their clothes out there. It's like a sitting room. Was it heated? Yeah, because it was, it was actually part of the house. Part of the house. So there was a radiator in there. That was my version of a sun porch, but not really. Right, because it's in the front of the house. But yeah. it is. It basically is. But it had windows. You know, it had a lot of windows. It was on the first floor. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. We kind of went off on a tangent. That's okay. So I think it's important <laughs> for people to know what their circumstances are, what their initial outlay of, of cash is going to be. That will help them to make the decision as to which one they should do, their existing land space, and how the land is structured. It's always good to have like a a surveyor or an architect or landscape designer to come out and, you know, advise. I think it would be great to have like a professional opinion first, like to guide you as to whether which one would actually work best for your home. And you can even... If you are thinking like, hmm, we want to sell this house in about five years, it might be best to reach out to a realtor and speak to them about your home and, you know, what upgrades you're thinking of making. Because a lot of times they will give you the honest truth of what's, you know, what's going to be best. I always think those decisions are so easy to make based on what you have to work with. But I'm assuming that people know these things. That's not really the case. Sometimes I've gone to client's house. I'll be going to a a new client tomorrow and they have ideas about what they want. They'll show you pictures. They'll say, this is what I'd like. 
and you're looking at the house and the space and you're saying to yourself that not really a good idea like that's not really the best thing for this house i like a house to speak to me and i like for it to influence it almost tells you what it what it needs or what it wants of course maybe that's from my perspective and your perspective because we're in the business of looking at houses right so i don't know that everybody has that experience so i've learned to be a lot more understanding about that yeah i mean because sometimes you want what you want but sometimes your house is not ideal for it and because i've had people like that they want what they want the house is not ideal for it in order to make what they want happen they have to do so many structural changes and then like you said the cost is not what they thought it would be they get really disappointed when they realize my god that's how much it costs take more advantage of your space so that's Mm -hmm. something also to think about like what is the goal and as we always talk about what's the goal and what are some of the things you're hoping to achieve with your backyard like you said budgeting and the pros and the cons the maintenance and what's going to look best you know what you're going to enjoy best you always want to have a professional create these situations for you materials are the key thanks so much guys for listening today you guys have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week great okay bye Bye.